0: Everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on TalkShoe.com, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me as usual as my co host, my tag team partner, my best friend. He is the best in the
1: business, the Doctor Greg. Greg, welcome. Hey, Trev, how are you? I'm uh, doing pretty good. Uh, Monday Night Raw is over with,
0: so we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about the day one pay per view. Um, what did you think of Monday
1: Night Raw? Well, I thought we were going to talk SmackDown first.
0: Okay. Oh, that's right. SmackDown, yeah. That was last Friday. That's right. I forgot about that. See, that's why he's the best. He keeps me on my toes. (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right.
0: What did you think about SmackDown? What were your highs and lows for the show?
1: Um, well, I mean, it was weird because I, I mean the highlight of the show obviously was the ending segment um, with Roman Reigns and the bloodline coming out and a little, little banter you know how he was disappointed that his cousins lost but he can forgive that and then everything else that went on with that um, to me that was definitely the highlight of the show
0: Yes. I- I will definitely agree with you on that point. I thought uh, I thought that was the best the best part of the show as
1: well. I mean, some of the matches were, eh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, SmackDown has been kind of, I don't know, they have been
0: kind of slipping up lately. But I think they're still doing a little bit better than Raw, although Raw has been getting better.
1: Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, the the women's tag match was probably the best match on the show. Um, and that's with another good match between The Usos and New Day. Right. But it's, it's almost getting to the point as to where we got sick and tired of seeing, you know, Orton Cena because you kept seeing it. And, you know, if you see the same thing over and over, it's it's just start to get tired of it and bored with it because nothing new comes out of it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'll pretty much say the low light, the lowest part of the show was, I mean, if you want to, maybe it's both of them, um, was the, uh, uh, what the hell do they call it? Um, happy talk. I think that's what they call it. Oh yeah, with Baron with Corbin. Yeah. Yeah, and then I mean, d- with Drew McIntyre. I mean, that was. I, I mean, happy talks making Ms. TV look look really good. You know, it's like it's just it's horrible. I I mean I I can accept the happy Corbin, but Madcap Moss is just ah, uh, he's just so annoying. Yep, he's just another WWE wrestler that Vince McMahon has turned out into a clown. But I mean, at least he—he wasn't anything before, though. That's right. the only thing is he was—he was barely ever on TV. You know, you never saw him. So at least now they're doing something with him. Yep. And then obviously the other bad part was the other women's match um, with Naomi and Shayna Baszler.
0: Yeah, no, I'm getting, I'm getting kind of tired of seeing those two going at it. I mean, I understand that they're limited to the women on their roster. I understand that, but how many times can we see Shayna Baszler not only face Naomi but lose to Naomi? Right. I think this is like the third time, right?
1: I, I think so. Something like that.
0: Yeah. And do you think? Now I know it's all part of. The writing and it's all part of the game plan and everything. But in your opinion, do you think it's making
1: Sonya Deville look weak that she's not getting in the ring with Naomi? No. Okay. I really think she can really do a number on Naomi. I mean, Sonya Deville is a dangerous wrestler. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, it's nice to see her in the role that she's playing, but it's also nice to see her in the ring once in a while. Oh, yeah. Well, I yeah. but I mean, I'm trying to remember some of the matches. I don't know,
0: usually have them written down for, for the show. I'm trying to remember some of
1: them. Well, there were, obviously, there was the, uh, the opening tag team. Um, Sasha and Tony Storm versus Charlotte and Shotzi. Okay.
0: Um, Which,
1: like I said, was uh, probably the best match of the night, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: definitely. I gave, I gave that
1: a minus. Okay. A minus to a B plus. Yeah, in I gave period. it a B plus. Um, I thought. Huh? No, no, go ahead. I thought it was a really, really
0: good match. Probably one of the best matches I've seen on SmackDown in a couple of weeks. Um, Tony Storm, she's she's making some noise, as I kind of figured she would. Sasha, well, we know we know what she can do in the ring. Shotzi
1: i uh, still not really sold on her yet. On no, the- not at all. She oh. was she was the least, obviously, the least impressive of the four in the ring. Right, and then
0: Charlotte, well, Charlotte is Charlotte. Right, right. And um, I understand that they're having a women's title match this,
1: uh, this Friday on SmackDown, Charlotte versus Tony Storm, which is going to be interesting. Yep. But, um, well,
0: I mean, overall, I thought it was a really good match, a lot of good action. Um and I gave the match, like you said, between an A
1: minus and a B plus. Yeah, I gave it a B plus only because of the poor performance um that you just couldn't not look you couldn't overlook it in Shotzi. Um I thought she was okay when she was in NXT. I was surprised that she was one of the ones that got the call up when she did. I didn't think she really did anything to deserve to be called up. Um I think I thought she had a great dynamic going with Ember Moon. And then, you know, they just go and change things up and just typical WWE. Yeah. They had the tag team match Viking Raiders and Jinder, Jinder Mahal and Shanky, um, which was okay. I mean, nothing, I'll be honest, if I didn't have the matches right here in front of me, I would have not remembered that this was a match that was held.
0: speak of i mean jinder mahal and shanky i just don't uh i really just don't see them going anywhere as a tag team i mean no they're I mean, they're
1: they're the they're the... gonna be making appearances on monday night raw we don't know what he's gonna be doing yet but who is that i supposedly
0: veer is, veer is gonna be making an appearance on monday night raw soon i
1: guess yeah they're they're Mark making him out to look like he's the next big thing to be on the roster. Right, um, we'll and, have to uh, see. I mean,
0: I I think the, for me the, the best part of the match was when um, Ivar went from the top rope and just did that splash on the shanky and pinned him for the one two three. I think that was that was a good move for a big man.
1: Yeah. So yep. I I gave the match a C I gave the match a C minus. Yep. (laughs) Then there was Cesaro versus Ridge Holland.
0: Yeah, I mean... I I don't know what they're... I don't know what they're doing with... uh, With Cesaro. I mean, Ridge Holland... He's still a little green on the the main roster. He was... um, Real... I thought he was pretty dominant when he was in NXT. And uh, I noticed... When I watched the uh, replay, and maybe it was my eyes playing tricks on me or or what, but it seemed like in the beginning of the match, I didn't see
1: the wrap around Cesaro's waist. Oh, no, he had it on.
0: But then later in the match, I saw it.
1: No, he had it on from the beginning of the match. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I gave, I gave
1: the match a C minus as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I I gave it a D plus, only because I'm just not sure where the hell they're going with all this.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, it's just why. I mean, you know, last week you had what was it, Drew McIntyre against Sheamus, but the week before it was Cesar against um, Sheamus, and the week before it was Cesaro and Ridge Holland. Why did they throw Drew McIntyre in that for one week? Right. I just, they don't understand. Sometimes I really, I get confused. I
0: know.
1: Um. And then once again, they had the Naomi Basler match, and then the the tag team Usos, um, against the New Day. And they have the the big surprise to me is they had three tag team matches, um, in a two hour wrestling program. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. The uh, the Naomi Shannon Basil match,
0: I mean they they don't have long matches, those two. And
1: well I they mean, I don't know if they seem Shane, to barely rarely have long women's matches unless it's one of the, you know, big three or four that are on the roster. Yeah, it seems like true. every other, even that that was the whole big thing about the Queen of the, the well, Queen's Crown tournament or whatever it was. all the matches were, you know, three and four minutes long. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I like you said, I'm I'm getting tired of seeing those two go at each other and I mean, I would have even I would have even been happy to see Naomi versus Natalia. I mean at least somebody other than Shane I gave the match a D.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. D minus Nope. And then once again, we Uso's a new day. It was a it was a match. Um, if it was a match that we had never seen between the two of them before, it could have been a B plus or an A minus. But because once again, it was a match that we've seen um, several times, and we'll, we'll see again, you know, soon. Um, it, it just it, it came off to me as a B minus to maybe close to a B, but like you know, eighty two, eighty three. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I totally agree with that. You know, you, you know what you're going to get when you get the New Day and the Usos in the ring together.
1: Right. But you unlike... other matches match you're going to have. Other than... Other than... Uh, unlike others... That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry. Unlike other matches where we've seen repeated, like, you know, when it was Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn uh, several pay-per-views ago... I remember you were like, yeah, I just can't get behind this. And I'm like, yeah, but the two of these guys, they put on great matches together. You saw something, they bring something new to the table every time. You know, it's not the same match, just in a different order of moves. It it was a newer, it was a new match. It was something um, that that they're able to break out things that we didn't see in previous matches. So, right. that, that's the All difference right. between the, the, this, what's going on with the Usos and New Day. It's the same matches.
0: Yep. But I'm going to go on record right now with saying somewhere down the line, if not day one, somewhere down the line, I think we're going to see the New Day capture the championship again. Mm. Kind, of put
1: the, quite. Yeah, quite possibly. kind of put the crowning glory
0: on Xavier Woods winning the King of the Ring and making um, Kofi, Sir Kofi Kingston, and, you know, having a decent run with the title. So somewhere along the line, I see them winning the Tag Team Championship again. I gave the match
1: a B. Okay. Um, Two other things, um, which is weird, because I think there was more negative towards SmackDown than there was positive, which is unusual, was um, I'm really... Getting sick and tired of these backstage, whatever you want to call them, um, with Xavier and Kofi and then other people on the roster. I mean, Ricochet, um, uh, what was it, uh, Mansoor, Drew Gulak, you know, behind him, cheering him on like he's, like, they're his bunny squad or whatever the hell he used to be. It's right. It's just getting... I mean, if the only way you can find a way to put Ricochet on TV is to put him in these little backstage, you know, ass-kissing, cheering somebody else up, it's just, you're, you're just absolutely possibly using him wrong. Right.
0: And I didn't even recognize him with the glasses. I actually had to sit
1: there and look at the look at the thing for about two, three minutes and it's like, oh, that's Ricochet. Oh, okay. I didn't even recognize him, but uh was me as well, I mean... I think they can find, I think they can find something for for Ricochet to do. Yeah, um, maybe maybe a five to seven minute match instead of a fucking dumb happy talk segment. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, you know you're know, trying five to. Seven minute match will be good to see Ricochet in that kind of match. Right. I mean, you're you're trying. I understand you're trying to build a a match or feud eventually between Drew McIntyre and and Happy Corbin. Um, I mean, I know he's taking on, um, Madcap Moss soon, but you know, that's what they're building towards, but I mean, you got to figure out another way to do it other than this. It's stupid. And then the other negative part was we saw this grand debut of Zaya Lee the week before, and there was a segment where Natalia, you know, called her out. And then we don't see, hear, smell, <laughs> imagine nothing on this week. I I totally agree with that. I mean, if you're gonna have her come out and make her debut on SmackDown like she did
0: where she came out and got and interjected in that match, have her come out again the following week. Right. I mean, even if she you know, even if she gets involved a little bit just have her, like, standing outside the ring let her know, let people know her presence is there. And it just, it just didn't do, they just didn't do, it and they, they dropped the ball on that, so. But, and then the ending segment, I thought, I mean, as I listened to it, as a matter of fact, I told myself the other day, it was, it was so good, I watched it, like, three times. And, I can understand Paul Heyman saying he was protecting Roman Reigns from Brock Lesnar. Because when when Roman when Brock excuse me, when Paul Heyman, who's scheduled to be on the show Friday night, when he comes out to talk, he's gonna tell the world and Roman Reigns. The same thing he said before, and the same thing a lot of other a lot of the other announcers have said before. Brock Lesnar is the most dangerous combat fighter around. I really think that this Brock Lesnar is better than the ones we've seen before. He seems a little bit meaner. Even though the fans are cheering him, he seems a little bit meaner. And I think we saw this coming before, but I thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought Paul Heyman was going to turn against Roman Reigns and, um, you know, either cause him a championship or cause him a match or something. I didn't expect Roman Reigns just to, you know, go up to him and say, hey, you're fired. And, you know, so I, 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 gave, that, I gave that segment of the show a B plus.
1: Oh, I gave him an A+. I thought the whole thing was, was great. I really did. Um, maybe, well, maybe only just an A, not an A+. Plus. Um, I mean, I think the part with um, him sending the cousins out, it, it, I mean, like the first um, suplex that he gave to whichever one of the two they were, I didn't, you know, which we it was, it actually seemed like he struggled to get him up for a second. Um, and then he redeemed himself with the two F5s, you know, one yeah. for each of them. Um, so maybe just due to that, I can only give it an A. But I thought everything about it, the way Roman Reigns delivered everything, gave him the hug, and then told me he's fired. Um, and, you know, with Paul Heyman telling him, but just like you said, you know, I wasn't protecting Brock Lesnar from you. I was protecting you from Brock Lesnar. Um and then he had that, he gets that, he has those eyebrows that can really make him look like he's got those evil thoughts coming through his head. And and he did that. And it was like, for a second, it was like he wasn't afraid to tell Roman. And that's got to be because he knew Brock was there. Right. And you knew after he gave him the Superman punch and he went to him with a chair, Brock came out, Brock just stood there and looked and then when he came to the ring and after he went through the Usos and then he got hit with the chair like four or five times he got up and gave him two F5s it was like it was like those chair shots didn't even affect him right and I really think that that segment Friday is gonna is gonna throw more fuel on the fire for their day one for their day one match oh absolutely absolutely so, do I want to see
0: Brock Lesnar win the championship? Yeah, but it's, I don't. I, I wholeheartedly believe it's not going to happen. I,
1: I totally agree.
0: Because you know, hey, first of all, A. Fox doesn't want a part-time champion. Um, and even if he even if Brock loses and makes Roman more and more stronger. Make it a better match that they had at SummerSlam. Because the match they had at SummerSlam, I really didn't think was oh no, not Summer. Was it SummerSlam? No, it was Crown Jewel. The match they had at Crown Jewel. I didn't think it was that great of a match. I think this one's gonna it's gonna tear the house down. So but, like I said, I gave I gave the segment a B
1: B uh, B, B plus. Overall, I gave the show a C yeah. C minus in that area. Yeah, I would have gone C to yeah, like around yeah a C. I'll just say a C because I can't put it up high enough to make it a C plus. Yep. Really? Um,
0: Alrighty, and now we got our Monday Night Raw review. Um. I mean, you can you can start us off on this one with Monday Night Raw.
1: Hold on one second. Okay.
0: Also, while we're waiting...
1: Uh, I'm ready. For- I just had to pull it up on my phone, that's all.
0: Oh, okay. I just want to let the people out there know that PAPW's Lucas Chase will be battling Captain Sean Dean tonight on AEW on YouTube. So you definitely want to check that out. Good luck to uh, to Lucas Chase. Uh, Hopefully he'll uh, come away with a victory.
1: On AEW Dark. AEW Dark.
0: So good luck to him on that match. And hopefully somewhere along the line, we'll get Lucas Chase back on the show and talk to him about what it's like being on AEW Dark. Absolutely. All right. So now we've got Monday Night Raw that just happened yesterday. I was pretty impressed with myself. I actually stand up and watch the whole thing. Yeah, I time. mean, is done that, right? But uh... all right, Greg, start us off. What do you What do you think?
1: Um, I I think <sighs> it's gonna sound weird. Um, because if you told me on Sunday before Monday Night Raw, or even if I read what, well, what, well, no, I, I think it was advertised. Um, this match happening, if you told me this was going to be the best match on the show when there was a tag team match that had Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens um, versus Biggie and Bobby Lashley, as well as a Damian Priestoff-Ziggler match that I thought the best match of the night. Not by far, but still the fact that I think it was the best match of the night, was Finn Balor versus Austin Theory, and if I had to give an MVP for the show, Austin Theory would definitely have been put into, you know, I don't, I don't know if you remember watching hockey games and have your three stars of the night, he would definitely be considered as one of the stars of the night.
0: Yes. I, I totally agree. That match was tremendous. I, I enjoyed that one Wholeheartedly, and I really thought that Austin Theory was going to bomb when he got on Monday Night Raw, but they're making something of
1: him. Yeah, yeah, and and, and giving him the opportunity because yeah. first thing you had to do is you have to get that 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 little that little notch, that little character that the audience is going to either hate or like, or at least want to pay attention to. Yeah. And when they were introducing him up and he was doing all these selfie things, I was like, oh, come on. You've got to be fucking kidding me. And now that he's wrestling and, and showing what he can do in the ring, it's, you know, one of those where you think, oh, my God, Vince McMahon is such an idiot for wanting to try to do. And now you're like, wow, maybe, maybe Vince hasn't, you know, totally lost it. <laughs> yep,
0: And I really think that I can get really behind an Austin Theory-Damian Priest title match.
1: Yeah, somewhere, I could see somewhere that. Somewhere down the road. Because if Damian Priest is, I mean, if uh, Austin Theory is going to win a title, I believe his first title he'll win on the main roster will be that one. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean. Well, you don't see him as a, a the next contender for Big E? <laughs> <laughs> no. Not yet. No. And then, obviously, Finn Balor, I mean, he could, he could wrestle a broomstick and make it look entertaining. No. His, his wrestling skills have been overlooked, sometimes even by me, um, just looking for, you know, the, you know, the demon to come out. Um, right. And just forgetting that there's a lot more to Finn Balor than just the demon, that he can actually wrestle really good.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, and the, uh, what, what, what match was I, uh, going to talk about? Um, yeah, the the Rhea Ripley match.
1: Oh, against, God. Against Zelina Vega. I
0: gave that a D.
1: I yeah, just, I mean, I just don't think, probably. I
0: just don't think that. They're utilizing either one uh, all all that good. I mean, it was nice that we actually didn't see Nikki Cross or Nikki ASH. But I just. I'm just getting tired of seeing uh, those two again. It's kind of like Naomi and Shayna.
1: Well, Uh, no. I mean, Ripley lost last week. And then. You know, so then she won this week. It's that whole 50-50 booking. Yeah. You know, whether it turns into... I mean... Whether it turns into one final... Quote-unquote... You know... Quote-unquote final match... Between the two tag teams... And something happens as to where... Rhea Ripley... And Nikki A.S.H. Wind up splitting up and going their singles way... Um... I think that's where this whole thing is is going to end. Um, it won't end with the two of them getting the titles back over, you know, Zelina and Carmella. Um, but I, I definitely think this is going to lead to something where both Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash go their their separate ways. Yeah.
0: Do you see uh, now? Maybe it's me, but I think Carmella is becoming the mouthpiece for Zelina Vega. I mean, Zelina comes out after she introduces her and everything else, and she's getting better on the mic. And, I mean, I've never really been
1: impressed with her wrestling ability until she won this tournament. Oh, right, right. You know, and started to show some moves um, and show her potential. I mean, just the the only sad part is there's just... If you're looking to... Put a feud together or a campaign together for tag teams in the women's division. The only other established tag team is Rhea and Nikki. There's right. just nobody else.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, if, if Rhea and Nikki don't win the titles back, which is probably not going to happen, I think Carmella and Zelina might be
1: champions for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. What did you, um, what did you think of the, I'll have you start us off with this one, the Dolph Ziggler, Damian Priest match? It was a good match. Um, I mean, I'm just, the way it ended is probably the only reason why I wouldn't have given this match, um, a B minus, I only give it a C plus, cause, cause once again, you know, it's a distraction from the outside and. Um, Damien Priest is out there with, you know, Big Bob um, And then winds up getting counted out To give Dolph Ziggler a future title shot I, I just, I'm really just getting tired of these You know, partipas, partipa, whatever God, I can't talk today Yes, that they do Because, you know, nobody can just beat somebody else you know, when you have two people that are on a on the same level type deal, there can't just be a straight up win. You know, no. it's the same thing with AEW and Brian Danielson. You know, going the full time length against Kenny Omega, so nobody wins for the draw, and then the same thing with Adam Hangman Page for a draw. It, it, it's just that same thing. You know, no. let there be a winner and let there be a loser. It doesn't matter. It's it's like game. well, I won't say the World Series, but it's like a big pennant race game that you know what goes nine innings and it's still tied, and they just say, you know what, right, let's let's just end it now. Let's you know fake a sprinkler malfunction or something because we just want to go home. You Perfect. know neither team should beat the other team right now. Yeah. What? You know, it's... I I think Damian Priest has been putting on some top-notch matches. Yes. The last uh, since he's been on Raw. Yeah. And you know, it wasn't a mistake putting the title on him because he's definitely a fighting champion, and oh, I yeah. see him. I see
0: him holding on to that title for quite a while.
1: Yep. Um so. definitely until they build up another true contender for it. I, I don't I don't think Ziegler or Rude um has a true you know being a true contender for the uh for the US title.
0: Right. And I see um and I, I think I
1: think Dolph Ziggler's time winning championships in WWE is just about over. Yeah, I'd actually like to see them give Robert Root, or Robbie Root, or Bob Root, or Big Bob, whatever you want to call him. Um, I actually would like to see him eventually get... Maybe maybe they carry this feud on and long enough until you know him and Damian Priest go, and it's time for them to come up with another contender for the world title, oh, yeah. and take the title off of Damien Priest, and, and give it to Root, and see what he can do with it. Because I think he deserves... Um, a good, solid opportunity at a singles title. Right, and he is a good talent. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's, he's got all the skills in the world to, to win a singles title and run with it. Yes. So, yep. and then there
0: was... Uh, let me see, what else was there?
1: Well, there were the two different talk show segments. We had the Cutting Edge and Ms. TV. Yep. Um, I, saw, I saw the Cutting Edge. I mean, I think
0: uh, like you said, and you were the one that said it. I believe, I believe you're the one that said it. Did not. It's probably going to bring back Phoenix out.
1: Yeah, I think that may be something that happens, say, next week. Um, I expected Maurice to not I mean, I, I knew the whole thing was... I figured the whole thing was a ruse, but I expected her to get some type of physicality more than just a slap to Edge then, then that what happened. Right. Um, I mean, then the slap turned into the, you know, the cutting edge and... Or what the hell does he call it? The curtain finale? What the hell is his finishing move?
0: Um, um, Skull-crushing finale. Yes, that's
1: it. That's it. Yeah. Um... And then the two of them hugged and, and everything. Um The so. best and most disappointing part of that segment though was that dress really showed off her boobs, but her long hair blocked it. <laughs> and her what? Her long hair blocked it. <laughs> yep. And what is it with all these girl all the women having like I mean Mandy Rose, Charlotte, um, Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan. I mean, you could throw Maurice in there. All these girls, they have this either hair that like seems like it goes down to their waist, or they have really short hair like Shotzi and uh, Rhea. There's no in between. There's no shoulder length hair anymore. Like Bailey had, you know. There's no little bob cuts. There's nothing like that anymore. It's either you know, you know, I could you know floss my ass crack with my own hair, or I you know don't have to touch in the morning because it's so short. <laughs> right. And um, what do you think of the Liv Morgan uh, Becky Lynch segment? It was all right. Yeah, I gave well I, I, the cutting edge. I gave that a, 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 a C. I, I gave that that grade a C. Yeah. The uh, the Liv Morgan. Uh, I didn't know about the thing where she went to her school and while well, she was training people and she hit that one and thought it was Becky. Oh, yeah, you didn't see that over the weekend? No, that
0: was the first time I saw it was last night on Raw.
1: Oh, okay. But, I mean, I'm kind of on the sense with this match. I mean, I don't know. Do they want to make Liv Morgan look extremely strong or is it going to be...
0: You know, keep Becky what she's doing, and keep keep her with the ball, and just go, just keep going with it. I think I think this is going to be a good match on the day one pay per view. Um, I see Becky retaining, obviously, and uh, but I think it's going to be a tough match. Liv Morgan's gotten a lot better in the ring. She's got a lot better on the mic i gave that, i gave that
1: segment a, a c as well b minus to a c um i mean i didn't really grade any of them in my head but yeah it was it was nothing it was an average you know promo um yeah. it was an average um cutting edge um ms t v um the way the Miz and AJ Styles were, you know, bantering back and forth and everything, um, I actually liked that uh, more than any of the three. Um, So, I mean, if you want to say C plus, C, C minus, um, then that would be, you know, kind of the way the grade would go to me.
0: Now, is this going to make a strong singles push for almost
1: now? Yes. Well, it, I don't know how strong it will be. Um, I think it's going to all depend on how he starts. Obviously, his first singles match is going to be against AJ Styles. And we'll just have to see what kind of, you know, performance he's able to put on and how well the crowd can and will get behind him.
0: Right. So, and then we all we we, we talked about the Bobby Lashley-Big E match which I was really surprised that they put the two of them together as a team, but I mean, they knew something was going to happen when all four of them got involved. And do you think now we're
1: going to see a forming tag team of Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins? No, 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 no. no I mean, I would give that a 5% chance of them being a tag team going forward. Um, there's just no 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 reason for it. I mean, they're you know putting like Orton and Riddle together. Okay, you have top tier and mid tier, um, yeah. but to put Owens and Rollins in a, in a tag team together when you have two top tier talents, right. no, not at all. Um, yeah. I think either Owens or I don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously this is our prediction show for day one. Um, but I, I think they'll keep the title on Big E. I think, you know, some of the revitalization of Monday Night Raw can go to the fact that Big E is the champion. Um, some also may make the case that it's because, you know, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch were the, you know, top talent to come over with Big E um, in the draft months ago. Yep. So I think that they would be looking to build upon this to have Seth Rollins against um, Big E at WrestleMania. So there'll be something that happens in this match right. where either Owens or Lashley takes the loss mm-hmm. um, to to further the, you know, why well, I never got my match against Big E, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. Then who knows? Maybe Rollins goes on to win the Royal Rumble and then can challenge at WrestleMania. That way you don't have to prolong a, uh, a feud with match after match after match after match. You just set it in, you know, gold and have Rollins win the, the you know, Royal Rumble and then ponder on it for a couple weeks, jokingly as to who he's going to challenge. Um, and then that way, once again, you don't have to drag out a feud. You can just stop it and then just boom, WrestleMania. I gave that
0: segment a B plus. I gave that match a B plus.
1: Uh, that match I gave an A minus though. I, I, I thought
0: it was real good. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yep. And, um, all right, everyone. Now we're going to come up to my favorite, my favorite part of the show. Hopefully it's everybody else's. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take
1: it away. All right, Chad. Well, thank you very much. Um, I we were talking about um, Nikki Ash and what they may want to do with them or with her and them. Um, one little storyline that uh, it was a rumored storyline. Um, on a Facebook post that I saw. And, no, it was through an Instagram post, sorry. Again, my social media is mixed up sometimes. And one thing that they said was kind of what I said, that Rhea Ripley and Nikki are doomed um, to remain a tag team much longer. And an interesting possibility and I just wanna hear your thoughts on, on the possibility of this happening. That I think it I wasn't done. I'm sorry. <laughs> that Nikki ASH and Rhea Ripley have a falling out. Nikki ASH disappears and comes back and reemerges with um Oh my god, my mind's from blank. I forgot the uh, Little Miss Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Alexa yeah. Bliss character that she was two-time tag team champions with. What are your, I mean, what are your thoughts that, of that happening for Nikki and what do you think that could be for Alexa Bliss?
0: Well, I think, I think it'll it has to happen for Nikki. I think Nikki is a better competitor in a tag team match than she is singles. Because she's got someone to fall back on if, you know, like you said, when you're, a tag, when you're in a tag team, you're really not in the ring that much. I really think her skills are okay. I mean, they're not great, but they're okay. I mean, she's, she's a good um, – she, she's getting better as far as talent-wise goes. But I think it'll it'll happen for her if she comes back, then I think Alexa Bliss will have something to do or say about that. As far as Alexa Bliss goes, I see her coming back in a whole different light, a whole different darker, I think a darker
1: side. Oh of really Alexa bliss. Okay.
0: I mean that's my opinion. Um, the the Lily thing, I'm glad it's over with. It was it was it got dumber and dumber every week. Um, but I think if I think if and when Alexa Bliss comes back, which I'm hoping she'll be an entrant in the Royal Rumble, um, I think we're gonna see a darker side to Alexa Bliss.
1: Okay. I mean, I think putting the two of them back together would help Nikki cross and hurt alexa bliss okay. i don't I don't think Alexa bliss needs to go back into a tag team um to get better over or more over or under whichever you want to look at it with um the fans being in a tag team yeah. I think when she does come back um I I mean, yeah, okay, the Lily thing ended with Charlotte Flair ripping it apart. Um, I don't know for certain for 100% that Alexa Bliss um, has been designated to either brand. Um, But I think it would be very interesting to see her return at the Royal Rumble and win and then challenge Charlotte Flair um, for the SmackDown Women's title. Okay.
0: Because... Monday night, um, SmackDown, if she goes to SmackDown,
1: SmackDown needs Alexa Bliss. Oh, yeah, they could use another top star.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I believe SmackDown needs Alexa Bliss. And what she can add
1: to that women's division is going to be second to none. Yes. So. Now, um, talking about the possibility of adding new women to the roster to help expand the roster... Um, On December 21st, um, NXT will feature a match between Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez um, in a street fight. It is being widely um, expected that that will be the last time that either one of them wrestle in an NXT ring. As both are being um, rumored to be... Um, slated as surprise entries to the Royal Rumble. And then I both of them either ending up on the same brand or on separate brands. But there's also a rumor that due to how well the two of them work together in NXT, they may be brought up together and be your next women tag team title contenders. Thoughts on that?
0: see it I can see it happening I mean Dakota Kai I've always said that Dakota Kai has gotten so much better in the ring now Raquel Gonzalez she just seems to be flailing away but I think that I think the the main roster move could be what these two need and I'd like to see him on the same show I'd like to see him as a tag team Um. It's just that, uh, I don't know, their, their matches together have been, have been good, but I just don't want to keep seeing Dakota Kai against Raquel Gonzalez. Dakota Kai against Raquel Gonzalez. Let them either form a tag team and go after the tag team titles or go on the same show, go on separate shows.
1: Um, if this is their last match, tonight in an NXT ring, then really go all out and see what they can do with it. Right. Okay, in a recent interview, which is kind of interesting to me, um, I don't know how recent, um, Ric Flair was asked to create his ideal four horsemen of current roster um wrestlers and i'm gonna give you the four and i want your opinion on the four okay first one i think is obvious randy orton then he names aj styles dolph ziggler and roman reigns he thinks those would be the ideal candidates to create the modern version of the Four Horsemen.
0: I would, I would go with three of those. Which would be Randy Orton, AJ Styles and Roman Reigns. I think there's a lot better competitors. Don't get me wrong, Dolph Ziggler's good. He's a bona fide Hall of Famer. He's won like 13 or 14 championships, I believe, in WWE over his career. But People got to realize, too, that the Horsemen are the elite. They've always been the elite in wrestling, whether it's WCW, WWE, WWF, whatever. Um, I think I would replace Dolph Ziggler with... um, maybe Maybe a Finn Balor. Maybe a... Maybe a Drew McIntyre.
1: Now, uh, I- I'm going to stop you right there for a second. Uh, um Name me the original Four Horsemen.
0: Arnie Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Ric Flair, and Ole Anderson.
1: And who was the last one?
0: Ole Anderson.
1: Okay. I've, I've seen two of them. Never, I honestly don't even know who Oli, Oli Oli Anderson is. That was his name. Yeah. Um. So you're telling me that all four of those wrestlers were all number one top champion contenders? When
0: the Four Horsemen first started and first got together,
1: yes. Individually, yeah. they were all world championship contenders. Yes, they were champions at one time oh alright I guess
0: and then Ole Anderson got away from the business became a booker
1: I mean I just I just know that since the beginning I'm sorry there were not you know as it evolved and others left the poor horseman others came into the poor horseman that it was not (laughs) always top-tier talent. You had a couple, maybe one or two top-tier, and then maybe an upper-mid-tier and a lower-mid-tier. Right. So I honestly think that Dolph Ziggler would be a perfect member. I would actually probably take out AJ Styles, because he just doesn't seem like the quote-unquote, faction-type person for me. Okay. Um, and I would replace him with, with a, you know, somebody that's, like, a top-tiered mid Carter um, like Cesaro. Okay.
2: Um,
1: all right. we all know that a couple of weeks ago, it was announced that Seth Rollins, no, Seth Rollins, Jesus Christy um, Kevin Owens, um... Quote unquote, tricked everyone as there was wide speculation over the last month or two that when his contract was up at the beginning of January, he was done, he was gone, and you'd see him showing up on um, AEW, you know, Dynamite, um, that first show that he possibly could, and then he re signed. Well, it's recently been reported that another talent. Um, Sami Zayn has kind of done the same thing his contract supposed to be up um, I think it was the day after the Royal Rumble um, or just the end of January one of the two and he has um, apparently signed a uh, three year contract extension with WWE um, I think it's a good move I, I mean I think Sami Zayn showing you know what he's worth character wise and obviously you know depending on who he's in the ring with, you know, not getting tossed around like a rubber dog, um, like a, a rubber toy for a dog, like Brock Lesnar did, but I yeah. think he's shown his value. Yeah, they're both, they're both good for their brands. Yes. Yep. And it was definitely a really good move, a really smart move to have them resign. And one last part... Um, I think we've discussed it plenty of times before, and I'm not sure how many other people believe the same thing, but right now I think the least um, focused title is the Intercontinental title. Um, So I have a list here of five ways WWE can improve Nakamura's Intercontinental title reign. Okay. Um, The first one they give is quite simply he could come out on Friday nights and start issuing open challenges for his title. Yep. Put more focus on, on him and on his title. I agree. Um, Number two, WWE could give Happy Corbin his due title match on SmackDown and continue a campaign against Nakamura. Okay. Shinsuke could turn on Rick Booze for taking away the spotlight. All right. Nakamura could. This one I don't understand. Um, Nakamura could confront Adam Pierce and Sony DeVille and they take revenge on him on SmackDown. I just don't know what he would be confronting them for. Right. why, I mean, what what has happened with Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville that Nakamura would confront them? (laughs) I just don't get that one. And then WWE needs to place Nakamura into a meaningful feud in 2022. Yep, that
0: is definitely 100% agreed. And make the feud a great one. I mean, some of the lists of contenders I could see that happening with is, you know, possibly Sheamus,
1: possibly Drew McIntyre. Um, Why not Ricochet? Oh yeah, Ricochet as well. I mean, I think Ricochet would make a good Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. Yep. He's got. He's got great talent.
2: You could definitely use more TV exposure as opposed to just
1: being backstage. Absolutely. So, I I, I totally agree with that because the Intercontinental
0: Championship has just fallen by the wayside over the last year or two.
1: And that's Nuggies news.
0: All right, great. So, all right, let's get on talking about the day one pay-per-view. All right. How many matches are there now?
1: Right now there's six matches.
0: Okay,
1: who are they? Um obviously the first one is one that we've been talking about. Um Biggie defending his WWE championship against Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bob Bob Lashley. Bobby Lashley in a fatal four way match. Um which once again a reminder is there are no disqualifications in a fatal four way match. Yep. So um Roman Reigns defends his Universal Title against Brock Lesnar. Um, the Usos defend their SmackDown Tag Team Titles against The New Day. Then we have Becky Lynch defending her Raw Women's Title against Liv Morgan. And then two non-title matches: Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss, and then Edge versus The Miz.
0: Okay. Um, I think it might be one or two more matches
1: they might add. I can see two more. And
0: who who will they be? I
1: don't know yet. Um, I'm going to guess just by looking at the way things are building up. Um, RK-Bro versus the Alpha Academy. Okay. And then, um... It wouldn't shock me. I don't know if Damien Priest is supposed to be going up against um, Dolph Ziggler at the next Monday at Raw, which would be on the 27th or 26th. 27th? 27th. 20... Yes. Because Christmas
0: is a Saturday.
1: Right, right. 27th. Um... Or if they would wait to put that one on the pay-per-view, um, so those are those are the two matches that if they add, I could see them being added.
0: Okay, yeah, definitely. And don't don't put it on a pre-show match. Definitely don't do that. Well, I think the day one pay-per-view is is turning out, is shaping up to be a pretty good pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, right now it looks like it's going to be the best pay-per-view of 2022. Well,
0: yeah, it's going to be the first one, so obviously <laughs> it's
1: going to be the best one. <laughs> so, the only other thing uh, I think, uh, I think I, that, that you might see is the women's tag title match as a pre-show. I can see that, so maybe they add two or, you know, two and a pre-show match. Right. Um, Okay. Because if you're looking at what they have now, I don't... I mean... Are they going to put Drew McIntyre? I mean, I could see Madcap Cat Moss on a pre-show, but are Ryan. they going to put Drew McIntyre on a pre-show match when he's supposedly going to be the next contender for Roman Reigns? Yeah, no. I don't think that's going to happen. So, I, I think either a... Uh, Women's tag title match, um, or my god, I can't even remember what other match I said besides our uh, the tag match. Um, Crakey. See, that's that's how good of a match that I was thinking of. That I can't even remember the match that I just said two minutes ago. <laughs> oh, Jesus. To you. Yeah, eventually, about eight yeah. thirty tonight. Yeah. Halftime time so, one of the two football games. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, for all you
0: independent wrestling fans out there, after the first of the year, um, I'm going to talk with, with Greg. Uh, after the first of the year, there is a gentleman that hosts a show on Facebook and YouTube, which is called Stirring the Pot. His name is Mr. Don Kincaid, who recently be, who recently went from a fan to a wrestler. And I would like to invite him on the show to talk with us about what that transition was like. What it was like to be in the ring with people that you have watched from the stands. And is it what it is cracked up to be. And I spoke with Don earlier earlier and he said he his entire month of January is free. He's taking some time off from stirring the pot. So I would definitely like to have him on the show and talk with him about his his involvement in his first wrestling match. So definitely looking forward to seeing if he can join us.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But um, yeah, so I mean, overall, with with both shows, SmackDown and Raw, what could they have done on either show to improve on for next week? Because like we said, like we already know, they've already taped two episodes of SmackDown. One they showed last week, the one that they're showing this
1: week is going to be for Christmas Eve. Well, they didn't. No, they didn't. Well, no, they didn't tape the one on Friday. That was live. That wasn't Uh, tape. Oh, okay. Right. They were taping um, the Christmas Eve one after that one. Yeah. So, but
0: what do you think they could have done better on both shows to make it just a little bit better?
1: I mean, I don't think... I mean, as far as... Last week's SmackDown goes. I. I mean. I mean, it's already just about seven o'clock. I don't know how much do we have till nine, nine thirty to go over it. And, I mean, I, I say it jokingly, but seriously, what I mean. It, it's easier to say what they did right than what they on this past week's SmackDown. It, it's easier to say what they did right than what they did wrong. Um, because it's a much shorter list. Do yes, you believe they did a lot right? No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's a much shorter list. I yeah. can sum up what went right in five minutes, if if not less, but as far as what they could do to improve, in my opinion, that would take 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, oh, seriously, yeah. I mean, you know, I say it jokingly, but... Right. Uh, I mean, you know, one-tenth the amount of time as to what they did right, and then... You know, the rest trying to figure you know, I mean, get rid of happy talk. Uh I mean it's just it's stupid. The the characters are annoying. Um I'd even get rid of happy Corbin um and let him going back to being Baron Corbin. Um enough with this stupid backstage stuff with you know, um the posse behind King Woods. Uh, I mean, we understand he's the king and you know that that's you know the way it goes now. Just give me more meaningful stuff. Right. I mean Sure, Viking Raiders versus Jinder Mahal and, and Shanky, okay. I mean I understand we complain and we see the same thing every week, but then we see that and we get what we got. Wasn't right. anything to remember.
0: Yep. And as far as Monday Night Raw goes, I think Monday Night Raw is getting a little bit better each week. I'm not saying it's it's gone from... I'm just throwing out your numbers. Um, from a a 68 one week to an 80 the next week. No, I think it's gone from like a a 68 to a 68 and a half to a 69. They're going up slowly each week. And I think Monday Night Raw is becoming a, a a show that I'm enjoying watching on Mondays now. What Bobby Lashley said to MVP, I thought... Monday night, we were going to see the two of them go at it. You know, Bobby Lashley's like, well, you said you could beat Big E and, you know, go right ahead. I'm going to stand outside here. Right. And then then he got jumped by Rollins and um, Kevin Owens.
2: I think if if that match ever happened, Big E would have annihilated MVP.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The only, I guess the only really consistent thing on Raw that I think um, could be better is replacing Byron Saxton. I mean, he has just gotten. I mean, I know you 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 have Mike Smith there is you know um, impartial and then. Corey graves was kind of playing the you know the bad guy announcer and Byron Saxton was a good guy announcer but I'm sorry but with Corey graves and as well as Mike Smith is doing they don't they don't need a three-man table anymore right you know if you still want something for Byron Saxton um I don't know I mean have him host either Raw Talk or SmackDown, whatever you call it, and, you know, be like the co-host with Taylor Braxton on pay-per-views. Right. That I can deal with, because, you know, it's just little snippets. But I just can't take the listening to them every night. All night. One of the things
0: I like about SmackDown and one of the things I enjoy about watching SmackDown is Pat
1: Yes. Yeah. I love Pat McAfee. He does he, he brings a different
0: energy to the announcers table with Michael Cole. The two work good together. And you know, when Nakamura comes out, Pat McAfee's on the on the table dancing and the whole And I'm I'm enjoying watching SmackDown for Pat McAfee. Right. So WWE should just keep that. Up. Or do you think it might be better to move
1: Pat to Raw? No, no. I think I th- well two reasons. One, due to his contracted XM satellite um, show. Ooh, excuse me, show that he has. Um, he just he travel wise, he wouldn't be able to be at Monday Night Raw. Oh, okay. Um, at least on Friday. He does his show in Sirius XM and then has time to fly to SmackDown. Yeah. Um, he's got a mid-morning show, so boom. He's out the door as soon as the show is over on Fridays. Um, and then he has all weekend to quote-unquote travel back. And uh, that's why we don't see him um, a lot on pay-per-views. I don't know if you've noticed... Um, but a lot of times, he's not on the pay-per-views due to the same travel reasons. Depending yeah. on where the pay-per-view is, having to get back to, you know, SiriusXM Studios in New York City, um, it's not always easy. Right. And I think Pat McAfee would do a great job on a pay-per-view.
2: Yeah. I really do. So. But
0: we're going to have to see... Uh... You know what WWE is going to do to build up a little bit more on uh, the day one pay-per-view. We're getting close to Royal Rumble time. We're getting close to nominees
1: for the Hall of Fame. So this is going to be an exciting time for wrestling fans. Yeah, I saw an interview that Rikishi did that he thinks 2022 is the time for Umaga to go into the Hall of Fame. Uh,
0: Yes and no. Uh, I don't think Umaga in my opinion and that's the good part about doing the show because we can voice our own opinions and if we don't agree we argue back and forth about it. But I don't think Umaga did enough in his career to warrant a Hall of Fame right
1: now. Um, well, it's not like he can do more. Right. So I don't know what you mean that he hasn't done enough right now. I mean,
0: right. I mean, putting him in the Hall of Fame will not be will not be a bad thing. Um, it would be something that you know would would be good for the Onawahi um, family to have another member going into the Hall of Fame but I really think the headliner
1: this year for the Hall of Fame is going to be the Undertaker. No, no, no. I, I, they weren't referring ever to him being the headlining act going in, but you only have one headliner, then you drop down on the scale. I don't think anybody would ever expect Umaga to headline a WWE Hall of Fame. No. Yeah. I didn't say Umaga was going to headline the Hall of Fame. I said I
0: think the WWE is going to have The Undertaker headline the
1: Hall of Fame this year. Oh, the way the way you made it sound like to me is that Umaga wouldn't be going in the Hall of Fame this year because of Undertaker being the headliner, meaning I thought you were referring to Umaga being a headliner, which you'd be stoned well, if that ever happened. will
0: definitely be the headline for the Hall of Fame. If Umaga does go in the Hall of Fame this year, I won't be... I mean, I won't be disappointed with that. I mean, he's one of the Samoans. I mean, a lot of the Samoans deserve all the accolades they get because they're the,
2: the pioneers of this business. Right.
0: For most people who don't know, Umaga Eddie Fatu. The uh, I believe he's the cousin of Roman Reigns. Uh, there's just so many cousins and brothers and nephews out there. You can't. You really can't tell who's who, but, I won't be, I won't be disappointed if they, if they put, uh, Umaga in the Hall of Fame. And, if they do, then, have, you know, maybe Rikishi
2: will induct him. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, so this, so right now, after,
0: uh, after the day one pay-per-view, I believe it's gonna be a real interesting time for wrestling fans. Cause like I said, a couple weeks after that, you got the Royal Rumble, you never know who's going to show up in the Royal Rumble. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to win it this year. So...
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yep. Definitely. All right, so any, anything else you'd like to add, Greg?
1: Uh, no, nothing general.
0: All righty. So, uh, on behalf of the notes to Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top row Report. Saying thank you very much and uh, stay tuned because I'll be posting something about possibly doing a Christmas Eve special on Friday. Not too sure yet, but stay tuned. We'll let you know about that. So on behalf of the Noxer Greg, this is Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you very much for joining us.